Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our senior pastor, Reverend Albert Feliciano Sr. Each week we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here is Pastor Albert with today's word. Tonight, the title of my message is, No Fear This Year. Hallelujah. No fear this year. Hallelujah. Turn in every say, no fear this year. Hallelujah. We're going to be reading from Genesis chapter 15, and we're going to read one single verse, verse number one. How many know that one verse can change an entire life? For those that need help, Genesis is the very first book in the Bible. Praise God. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Glory to God. It is our custom in this house. Those of you that are members here, you already know. Praise God. We, We give reverence to the word. We just ask for those that are able. It's only one verse. If we could stand for the reading of the word. To get a little exercise this evening too. Hallelujah. We ain't having nobody fall asleep on us tonight. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Genesis chapter 15, verse number 1. And the word of the Lord says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward hallelujah glory to god saints you may take your seats this evening i'm going to start out this evening with a little illustration so some of you are going to start tripping right now no tripping get it together hallelujah there's a movie made, uh, uh, I believe in 2006, Apocalypto, was made by Mel Gibson. It is a movie called Apocalypto. It was about the Mayan civilization at the height of its power on earth. I will just tell you right now, this film was a bloody, gory, violent, very, very difficult movie to see. But here we see the culture setting itself up for complete demise because of their thirst for power, specifically through blood sacrifice. But it wasn't the blood of animals that they sought after, but the blood of fellow human beings. They believed if they gave human sacrifices to their gods with a little g, Then the gods would bless their land and bless their crops. And in the film, we see a tribe that had been completely ravaged by the Mayans. And they were escaping in the wilderness, running for their lives. They were actually seeking a new place to call home. Their entire tribe was ravaged and raped and pillaged. Their their huts were burned down and They were just terrified. The entire tribe was tormented in fear. And there's another group in this particular jungle. And there were five hunters. And they were all finished hunting, I guess, a tapir, a tapir. And uh, as they were cutting up this animal, you know, the other tribe is walking through the woods. And they're terrified. And so one thing leads to another, and now they have to pass these hunters. And these five hunters, they're ready to go to battle. Outnumbered and all, they took out their their blades, they took out their weapons, and they were ready to fight to the death. But the other tribe was already so defeated and crushed in their spirit that they would not even move. They were paralyzed in their own tracks. Of course, one of the 
characters. His name is Jaguar Paw. He comes out and he starts talking to them and they make an exchange and some of them had fish and they just cut a piece of the animal and they exchange meat for fish and they allowed them to pass without incident. And as these five hunters are now coming back home, the chief who was among them turns to his five companions and he looks at them and says, listen to me. I don't want not a single one of you to talk to anyone in the village about what you've seen today. And they all had to obey and they walked in carrying their meat. And then the chief looked to his son, Jaguar Paw. And he looked at him, he said, son, what did you see in the jungle today? And the son thought about it and he says, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. The father looked at him and he said, fear, stinking fear. The whole tribe was plagued in fear. Fear is a sickness. He told his son, fear will crawl right into your soul. You could never allow it to enter into you. We cannot take it into our village or the entire village will be affected by it and we will cease to exist as a nation. In this New Year's Eve service, I'm telling the people of God, I'm charged by the living God to tell you tonight, fear not, saith the Lord. Fear not of what you see outside in the street. Fear not of what the media is telling you. Fear not what you're reading in the newspapers. Fear not from your own family members who won't even speak to you because they're afraid if you're vaccinated or not. Fear not. No fear this year. We cannot allow the fear of the media the fears of Dr. Fraud Chi to invade your life. Yeah, I know exactly what I said. That dude's a liar. He's got an agenda. We cannot allow culture, our politicians, or even the fear of the unknown to enter into our hearts this year. If you allow fear to grip you, you ain't going to make it. We cannot bring fear, any kind of outside fear, into the sanctuary. Don't do it. Don't bring it in here because I always have oil nearby and I'll throw some oil on you. Quick. Quick. And some of y'all might drop a whole bottle on you. You're riddled in it. Don't bring fear into your home. Don't bring fear into your families. Don't bring fear into your place of business. Fear will spoil the new year for many brethren. Fear has already spoiled 220, 2021 for many of our brothers and sisters. Now let me tell you something. Fear is common to all of us. We will all have to face our fears at some point someday. The first evidence of fear recorded in scripture was in the garden, Genesis 3.10. When uh, Adam was hiding from the Lord, he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And the Lord, we know the story, the Lord said, who told you that you were naked? Who lied to you, Adam? I hid myself. So many people hide themselves with figs to cover their sin. Hide themselves with fig leaves to cover themselves so that nobody will see you. Last week, we gave an illustration of a beautifully wrapped Christmas box with a beautiful bow. And on the outside, it looked pretty, beautiful. But when you open it up, it was full of emptiness. It had nothing in it. How many of us come to church looking the part? Wrapped up real pretty and nice on the outside. But on the inside, there's no content. There's nothing inside. Nothing but empty void. Fear robs us of life. 
It will rob you of adventure, of joy, and even of peace. Fear will bring gloom instead of gladness. Note the fear, the first fear not in scripture. In the entire Bible, it was given uh, to Abram, the father of the faith in Genesis 15. He said, I shall be your great reward. I shall be your exceedingly great reward. I will be your shield. You have nothing to fear. Faith and fear are opposites. As faith increases, fear decreases. Saints of God, we cannot please God without faith. And I will tell you the truth. You cannot please the devil without fear. Sometimes, like Abram, we will experience fear right after a great victory. It reminds me in scripture of the prophet Elijah. Think about his battle with the prophets of Baal in the book of Ezekiel. 400 prophets in a contest. And he said, those among you that could call fire down from the sky and consume the sacrifice, we will know that that is the true God. And this should be easy for you because your God is the God of fire. Baal, the God of fire, the sun God. It should be easy for you. We know the story. Many of us know the story. And he's taunting them. Maybe your God is asleep. Maybe he's not listening. Maybe he's on the Xbox. Maybe you need to scream a little bit. Maybe you need to shout out and wake him up. The Bible says they started to pierce themselves and mark themselves as was their custom. I could talk about tattoos and piercings another day. Hallelujah. But that's Baal worship. Yes, I said it. Hallelujah. I'm not scared of you tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. He called fire down from heaven. It consumed both sacrifices. Then he sought after the 400 prophets and he slew them. He slayed them with the sword. Right after that great victory, and he's relaxing, now Queen Jezebel puts a contract on his life. She says, if by tomorrow, this time tomorrow, if you ain't dead, let everything that happened to these guys, let it happen to me. I'm putting a curse on you, a contract. I'm going out to kill you. And this man ran for the hills. He ran all day and all night. And he didn't stop for nothing. He was terrorized right after a great victory by a woman and her word. The Bible says he found a broom tree and he hid under the tree. And then he even became suicidal. God, take my life. I don't even want to live anymore. I can't take it. Elijah, in his fear, forgot the God that he served. He later went into a cave and hid himself. And in the cave, the Lord spoke to him. Elijah, what are you doing here? Elijah, what are you doing here? The Ebonics version. Elijah, get it together. Hallelujah. Get up and get out of this cave before I slap you upside your head. Elijah, what are you doing here? God may have to remind us, brother, sister, why are you afraid? Brother, sister. What are you doing wrapped up in fetal position under the covers in your bed? What are you doing all wrapped up? Why are you getting all suicidal? Why are you manifesting? Why are you tripping? Wherefore, why art thou with trippineth? That's the King James Version. 
God promised Abram. A promise to overcome all his fears. He said, listen, you're going to go and you're going to go places that you never thought you would go to. But I'm going to be with you. Don't be afraid. I will be with you. I will be your shield. We got to understand, people of God, who is the one that is making the promise? Who is the one that spoke to Abram? Who is the one that is making the contract with you? Speaking of contracts, we live in a world that the contract is only as good as the person that makes the contract. Because even those with the most creative minds always are finding ways, loopholes, to get out of a contract. That's why when you go into contract, you got to go into contract with someone of good character. And even then, have your paperwork reviewed. People are always looking to get out of commitments. That's why we have so many divorces. That's why there's so many dissolution of business partnerships. I was involved in one of those. It was horrible. I lost a dear brother. How about this? So many default on loans. Because you're looking to get out of responsibilities. You want to see what real social distancing looks like? Loan somebody some money. You won't need six feet. They'll disappear from your life. Loan somebody a couple of twos and fuse and see how that goes. Can you help a brother out? Can you help a brother out? Let me hold a dollar. Let me hold a dollar. Let me hold a 20. Here you go, bro. You take care of me next week. Next week never comes. Social distancing. But God is not a promise breaker. God keeps his word. How many know that God honors his word? His word is above his name. If his word is no good, then his name is no good. We got a God that honors his word. Talk is cheap, hallelujah, for many of us. But the Lord honors his word. The promises came from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Psalm 121 verse 2, it says, my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Our God is a God that cannot lie. Titus 1-2, in hope of eternal life with God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Glory to God. He is the only one that can do anything except fail. Listen to this, Jeremiah 32-17. Remember we talked about it last week. Ah. Lord God. An interjection. Ah, Lord God. Behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Luke 1 37. For God, nothing will be impossible. Saints of God, I tell you tonight that we can all stand securely on the promises of God. God's promises will hold true when trouble comes, when you're in the midst of trial, when you're going through your season, when you're going through your storm. Let the promises of God drive your fear and trouble away. Every promise that you will face this year and those that you have overcome already, by now you should know that God honors his word. And God's promises are yes and amen. Let me tell you something. In the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8, I've said this many times here. Did you know that there are 11 promises in one single chapter? 11 promises for every believer in Romans chapter 8. How many of you have ever sat down and went through that and actually wrote down the promises of God that are available to you? Just in case, if you want, I'll give it to you. Hallelujah. See me after church, I'll email it to you. I already wrote it down. Praise God. Amen. There are promises. Glory to God. We can enter into 2022 with confidence in our unfailing God. Please note the protection accompanying this promise. He said, I am thy shield. Glory to God. Moses 
He told Israel that they have been saved by the Lord God, their shield. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy, listen to this. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your majesty. Your enemies shall submit to you and you shall tread down their high places. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But Israel said, hmm, we had it better in Egypt. I'm getting tired of all this manna. Can't somebody hook us up with some chicken? I'm thirsty out here in this desert. You know, a lot of times God is blessing us, blessing us, blessing us. His favor, his provision, his health, his blessing, his mercy. All the things that God is doing. And we can't find nothing praiseworthy. We can't find nothing to celebrate. We can't even find something to worship God about. And then we wonder why we're in, in between a rock and a hard place, as they say. Remember, God inhabits the praises of his people. God does not inhabit the gripes, complaints, and criticisms of his people. When you complain, you, you social distance yourself from the Father. David. He called upon the Lord several times in Samuel, 2 Samuel 22, verse number 3. Listen to what he says. The God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. Hallelujah. I don't know. Maybe y'all didn't hear that. You saved me from violence. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. Do you know how many times you might have been facing a violent action from someone and it never got to you because Abba Father put a roadblock in the way of the evil situation and you're sitting here not understanding how powerful that word is. You save me from violence. You know, there are people, look, it's crazy. There are people like this. I've seen people falling into a pool with their phone. They are so disconnected. Do you know that somebody could take that phone, take your purse, take your wallet, beat you up, even take your very life. And God is protecting you from violence. He says, he is your shield, the horn of your salvation, your stronghold, your refuge, your savior. How many trust God this evening? Is he the horn of your salvation? Has God saved you from violence? The enemy's plot all day long to hurt you, to cheat you, to offend you, and your shield. The great God, the Lord of lords and King of kings has shielded you from unforeseen things. Things that never made it your way because of his tender mercies and his great hand of power and protection. Verse 31, David said, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. God's word is perfect, saints of God. You can trust in his word. His word is a shield to you if you trust him. Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. His word is a shield to you, but his word is a sword to everybody else. A sword that cuts right through the heart. A word that is going to challenge you to examine thyself. Verse 36, David said, you have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. God is the shield of your salvation, the protector of your spirit and soul. But I love David. 
Because David doesn't stop with one or two or three little quotes. David goes on. I've got a bunch of verses. The Lord is my strength, Psalm 28, 7. He is my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise the Lord. Psalm 33, 20, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 84, 11, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 91, 4, you, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. He shall be your shield and your buckler. Do you know what a buckler is? Everybody knows what a shield is, but nobody knows what a buckler is. A buckler was a little round shield that you would put in your hand, the hand that carried the sword. Because if somebody's coming at you with a sword and you have a sword, the most logical thing that you could try to do is hit their hand and make them drop the sword and then you... You stick it in them. Hallelujah. Protect yourself. But the Lord said, I am your shield and your buckler. I will protect your hand so that nobody could take the sword out of your hand. Hallelujah. Psalm 115, 11. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. Saints of God, fear not. You can trust the Lord. There's a quote from Charles Spurgeon. It says, the Christian still finds light and shelter in the Lord his God. A sun for happy days and a shield for dangerous ones. Let me tell you, dangerous days are ahead. Crisis is approaching. There are draconian laws that are absolutely being sought after to try to put into place. It will change our lives as we know it. We talked last week, Jan January 5th, 2022. They're going to be voting on some laws that if even one of them pass, our whole life will change as we know it. We're in a time where the world is gone cray-cray. It's unbelievable. I never thought in my life I would see the very constitution, the bill of rights being thrown aside and trampled underfoot. Even the Supreme Court is not getting involved. Much suffering is going to come. And I tell you how? Through ignorance. People are going to suffer because of ignorance this year. Why? Because they will place their faith in man. And put their faith on government. And they will listen to the fake news media. Instead of God. Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But it goes on. We always stop right there. But listen to what it says. Because you have rejected knowledge... Let me stop right there. I, I got to stop. Because you have rejected knowledge. You know what that means? Am I making sense? Because you have rejected knowledge, you've turned blind eyes to the truth. You've turned deaf ears to the truth. And you don't even speak the truth. Because of ignorance and lack of knowledge, there will be great suffering. It says, because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you, listen, from being priest for me. Got to stop there too. If you're lying, you run with the enemy. John 8, 44. He is the father of lies. And those 
that do what he does, they are part of his world. They are children of disobedience. If you're lying and you're living your life as a phony, as a poser, wrapped up pretty on the outside, but inside full of dead men's bones and all the corruption and abomination, God said, I will reject you from being a priest for me. That means being a minister. Because you have forgotten the law of your God. I will also forget your children. It doesn't just stop with you. Don't you know, saints of God, that everything we say and do is being recorded? There are angels, scribes, that are writing down everything. You know how if there's a fight that breaks out, people don't even stop the fight anymore. They go. I think there was a woman in New York City on the train being raped. And there were three or four people with cameras recording it. And not one of them protected the woman. But God has a, a, a jumbotron in heaven. Everything we say and everything we do, when you stand before God one day, he's going to go, uh, Gabriel, let's go to the videotape. There you go, third. <laughs> Click. You're going to go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is done in hiding will be brought forth into the light. There is nothing new under the sun. God's seen it all before. Turn to your neighbor and say, I hope he ain't talking about you. Hallelujah. Man, it must be hot in your seat. Hallelujah. Listen, put your faith in God, God will be your shield. He will shield you from the attacks of Satan himself. Ephesians 6.16 6, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Solomon said in Proverbs 30 verse 5, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him listen to the prospects resulting from this promise of god made to abraham he said i am your shield not only that i am your exceeding great reward think about that you don't need nothing else if god is the prize you don't need anything else god is your reward Listen, Abraham had a situation where he could have been rewarded. In Genesis chapter 14, there was a great war, and I'm just paraphrasing. There were five kings from Sodom, Gomorrah, Abma, Zoboim, and Bela. I hope I pronounced it correct. They were joined together fighting four kings of Elam and Tidal and Shinar and Elisar. And in this battle... Abraham's nephew Lot was taken captive. His belongings were seized and he was chained up and brought into captivity. And one of the men from that battle came and sought out Abram. And he said, Abram, I've got horrible news. Your nephew was taken captive by the enemy. Most likely, they're going to kill him in the morning. How many know that Abraham is his brother's keeper? Hallelujah. Abraham didn't go out like no punk. Abraham gathered 318 men that were trained from his own household and said, drop everything. Go grab your sword, grab the spears, all the days of training, all the things I've taught you. Now it comes down to it. Some of you might not make it back, but we're going into the enemy's camp. 
and we're going to take back what he had taken. We're going to go rescue my nephew. We ain't going to let him uh, 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 get rotted out in a dungeon somewhere. We got to go get him. And God gave Abraham and his 318 men the victory. The kings were astonished. Man, you guys went from your own household and you went into the enemy's camp and you went and defeated them and took your nephew back? The king of Sodom even offered rewards to Abram. I want you to listen to this. It's going to set you free. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Genesis 14, verses 22 through 24. I'm going to read it for you. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. Accept only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. You understand? He didn't want the world's wealth. He didn't want the world's goods. He didn't look for any uh, uh, notoriety. Sometimes we do big things and we want our name and lights. We want to be recognized for the great things that we have done. Abram, he could have had great rewards for this rescue, but he turned it down. Think about it. At that moment, could he have actually second-guessed himself? Do you think in his mind he might have been asking himself, man, I think I might have stood a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe there would have been something in there for me. Do you think he second-guessed God? No. He knew that he made a covenant with God. He said, I won't take anything. I pledged to God for the victory, and God gave it to me. And now God is my prize. This year, coming up, 2022, as we're approaching the new year, Many of us are going to have to make tough decisions now and even in the next couple of days, couple of weeks. They're going to offer you all types of rewards. We'll give you money if you take the jab. We'll let you keep your job. We'll let you come into our store and buy our merchandise. We'll let you work. We'll let you sell. You'll be rewarded. You'll be part of our new world system, our new world order. Will you comply with the culture and receive the rewards of man? Think about this. You're going to have to think about this. We've already had testimonies. There's a sister in the back. She trusted God. She trusted the Lord. She shared her testimony right from this altar. A registered nurse worked all her life to make it into this field, and she finally gets there, and she makes it into the ER room. Six days later, they said, don't come back. You're fired. And the Lord, she seeks the Lord. Lord, have you brought me here to make a fool of me? Did you dangle the carrot in front of me for six days? What's up with that? But I will yet praise the Lord. I will trust in him. Like Job said, though he slay me, though he take my life, I will praise the Lord. Naked I came into the world. Naked I'll go. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Within seven days, she was hired at another medical center that didn't care about your jab, whether you have it or not. And the very six days that she spent in the emergency room, her dream job, she got certified to do infusion shots, right? Am I telling the truth? Hallelujah. Now she can make some extra money. More money, more money, more money. 
and her situation was better than before because now she don't have to drive to Rockland County. Now she goes right down the street and she could be in her house and she could be close to home at the moment's notice. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Trust in the Lord. He is your shield and your buckler. He is your exceeding great reward. The Lord can be a greater reward to you than anything that you could ever receive from this world. God alone is your great reward. God alone is your exceedingly great reward. God can reward you openly, publicly. How about this? Here on heaven, in heaven as it is on earth and vice versa. God is your source. God is your provider. God is your all in all. Heather, am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth? How many know that I'm telling the truth here? You don't have to put your trust in man. You don't even have to put your trust in a job. I don't care how the inflation looks. If the gas goes up to $10 a gallon, I'm getting a promotion. God is going to bless me because I'm going to be able to pay that gas. I don't care what happens in the planet Earth. I'm in this world, but I'm just passing through. This place is not my home. We get so panicked. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Put some butter on that cracker. Bam. Get it together. Hallelujah. Not just a slap, a lick slap. Lo quiere con mantequilla o sin mantequilla. You want it with butter or not butter? Hallelujah. In Spanish, it sounds better. All right, praise God. Let me get back. Hallelujah. Brother Ricardo, praise God. I'll see you soon, brother. I know he's looking down from glory. Hallelujah. Do you see the Lord as your great prize, your great reward? How many of us actually think about God, God as the prize? God, as your reward, your exceedingly great reward. If you started to behold the glory of God and all that he has done for you, let me tell you, there's nothing this earth has that can draw you away from the prize. This year, let us have no fear. No fear for you in 2022. 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Perfect love. Love has been perfected in us by this because we know who he is and that he is in us. Perfect love has boldness because it understands. Perfect love has no fear because it knows the God that it serves. Perfect love casts out all fear because there is no fear or evil in the presence of God. Light always overcomes the darkness. Love always overcomes fear. Fear involves torment. Yeah, that's a gross-looking picture. That's why I chose it. Hallelujah. Sometimes, I'm telling you, I, I, I hear people and I speak to people. They're bugging. Riddled in fear. It's amazing. Fear involves torment. Who is the Bible describing when you hear the word torment? Where does torment come from? One of the biggest strategies of Satan is fear. Fear hath torment. That's why the media pounds the drumbeat of fear every single day, afternoon, and evening in the news. How else can they get you to betray one another? 
How else can they get you to hate one another? How else can they get us divided? The Greek word for torment is estheus. Estheus, the definition is fear is always revolving in the mind of the punishment deserved. That means fear is rooted in your mind. Fear takes residence in your heart and then it invades your soul. What exactly is fear? Fear is a chain reaction in the brain that starts with a stressful stimulus. And it ends with the release of chemicals that cause a racing heart, fast breathing, energized muscles, among other things, also known as the fight or flight response. Let me take it a step further. Fear is a product of ignorance because you don't know what the danger is. You have no understanding and therefore you are afraid of the unknown. Why is fear a primary weapon of the enemy? Fear debilitates. It cripples you. It paralyzes you. Fear controls you. It controls your thoughts and your behavior. Fear panics you. You can't even think straight. They have a diagnosis now. They call it panic attacks. All it means is you're riddled in fear. Fear removes your focus. It takes your eyes off of God who alone can solve the problem. Fear brings worry and anxiousness. It makes you lose peace. Fear brings doubt. How many know that with doubt you cannot please God? It'll harden your heart. Fear prevents you from relationship with the Father in heaven. It removes your rest, your sanctuary, and your peace. How many remember Saddam Hussein? Listen to this. He had palaces, riches, gold. He had armies. He slept in golden beds. He had golden toilets and golden faucets. And yet, because of fear, he had three body doubles. He slept in three different beds, which he would alternate. And he even had several vans in which he would sleep on the roadside at night. Why? Because he feared that his enemies would kill him. There are rich people terrified tonight. Terrified of backstabbers. Terrified of thieves. Terrified of fake friends. How about this? Terrified of germs. Did you know Howard Hughes was a germaphobe and died with long fingernails and long hair resembling of King Nebuchadnezzar? So many types of fears. So many people living in fear. God has called me to tell you tonight to stop living in fear. Don't be afraid of the dark. Don't be afraid of pain. Don't be afraid to take responsibility for your actions. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't be afraid of loneliness or of getting older. Don't be afraid of water. Don't be afraid of fire. How about this? Don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of flying. Don't be afraid of insects and animals, of loss or the fear of failure or the fear of the end. Don't be afraid of lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. There are things that we're afraid of that occupy rental space in your mind. Things that are unworthy of your own concern. The Bible says fear has no place in love. It cannot coexist. Love cannot coexist with fear. Perfect love is incompatible to fear. Love has to abolish fear and cast it out. There's a guy by the name of Emerson this quote, he says, do the one thing that you fear, and the death of fear is certain. The man who loves has no fear, but the man who fears has no love. Remember, faith 
and fear have the same definition. Believing that what you cannot see will happen. Fear kills faith. Faith kills fear. Faith attracts the positive. Fear attracts the negative. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Fear produces worry and doubt. Worry leads to doubt, and worry is faith in reverse. Charlie Brown. Let me get to Charlie Brown. Hallelujah. Listen to this. It's a little quote from this uh, a Charlie Brown comic strip. It says, sometimes you lay in bed at night without a single thing to worry about. And that always worries me. Worry and doubt are other tactics of the enemy. They prevent your inheritance. They harden your heart. Remember the children of Israel that could not enter into their rest, into the promised land. Hebrews 3.12. Brethren, Beware, lest there be in any of you an evil heart. This is what the Bible calls evil. An evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Unbelief is sin. James 4.17, to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. I'm going to give you some countermeasures, hallelujah, to counter fear number one counterattack. take heed and be on guard be sensitive number two be sensitive to the voice of God number three be willing to hear and respond to God's voice number four cast out all unbelief walk in obedience number five number six hatred for sin and number seven repent have a repentant spirit I'm going a little quick because we're going to make it into New Year's. Hallelujah. Hebrews 3, 7 through 8. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the day of the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. V. Raymond Edmund said, Never doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. Saints of God, be unafraid. Because you know God, you know his promises, and you understand that he's always working in your best interest. He is your shield. God has no fear because he knows everything. There's no need to be afraid. If we know this about our God, it should cause us not to be afraid because God has it all under control. I want you to think about this. The Lord planted this in my spirit the other day. Did you know that God made Lucifer. He made Lucifer long before he said, let there be light and darkness on earth. And you might be asking yourself, if he knew what Lucifer was going to turn into, why did he still create Lucifer? You know why? Because he's not afraid. Lucifer which was later given the name Satan. You don't think God had that name picked out the day he was created? You don't think God knew that he was going to rebel, that pride would fill his heart, that he would have a third of the angels in heaven turn against God? You didn't think God knew that? And he still went ahead and made Lucifer. And he put beautiful talents and music instruments and gave him a voice. He was the most beautiful angel in heaven. Beautiful jewelry and precious stones. They were brilliant. They radiated laser beams coming off of him. He walked on the fiery coals in the altar of God. Until pride was found in his heart. Satan is God's puppet. His marionette. We should learn to embrace all difficult circumstances, even the unknown, because we know that victory is in store for the upright. Victory is in store for the upright. Turn to your neighbor and say, victory is in store for you in 2022. Hallelujah. God is able 
to turn your frown upside down. Glory to God. God is able to take care of whatever situation you're going through. Trust in the Lord. Do not be afraid for he is your reward. Your exceedingly great reward. Who can stand against God and against his children? Matthew 8.26 When he looked at the disciples from the boat. He says, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? And then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Listen, if your God can wake up from slumber, can wake up from his nap, and get up and go on the edge of the boat and say, peace, be still, and all the waves and everything just goes, peace out. And go back to sleep. And all his boys say, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. You know why? Because he made it. This is the God that you serve. And here you are manifesting because you don't have money. Because you overspend on Christmas shopping. And you need $328.02 just to be broke. Get it together. Hallelujah. Saints of God, if there's anything that we should fear, let me end with this. Fear God. Fear God. Fear God. Don't fear anything else but God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The reverence, the awe, the respect, the understanding. Job 28 verse 20 and verse 28. Listen, it says, From where then does, does wisdom come? And where is the place of understanding and to man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Luke 12, verses 4 and 5. These are Jesus' words. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. For him who after he has killed has the power to cast you into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Saints of God, this year, choose faith over fear. I'm going to give you some scriptures and then we're going to prepare to enter into 2022. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Here's one of the promises in Romans 8, 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 2 Timothy 1, 7. We love this one in this house. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Ed Cole, the late Ed Cole, had a quote, God plus one believer is a majority. This year, saints of God, let there be no fear this year. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're making it right under the radar. Go ahead, sis. We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you've been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.specchurch.net or you can call us at 845 845- 956-0133. Once again, that's www.specchurch.net or 845-956-0133. We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning soon. 
Thank you again for your prayers and support. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.